I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you know what meat is? Welcome to next time. Okay. Welcome to the Fit Life Show, where we share tips and tricks on fitness, food, family, and fun. We have Andy with us from Colonial Beekeepers to talk about mead. Andy, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yep, sure. Thanks. Uh, I'm Andy Westrick. I'm the current president of Colonial Beekeepers. Uh, we're the beekeeping group here on the peninsula. Uh, in Tidewater, there's like five or six different groups. Most of them are all Southside. Uh, there's one over uh, in uh, basically Isle of Wight, uh, which is Nadsman Beekeepers. Uh, but, uh, you know, Colonial is one of the older groups in the area. And uh, we have membership as far south as uh, Chesapeake and as far north as Williamsburg. Uh, Matthews all the way over to Smithfield. So we're, we cover a fairly large area. Wow. Um, but uh, I'm the current president. Um, and, uh, you know, we have meetings every third Tuesday of the month open to the public. So if anybody wants to come on down and say hi to us, uh, you can find all the information on our, our website or on Facebook. Now, how did you get interested in, in beekeeping and you know, I fell into beekeeping. Uh, I was I retired from the Navy uh, as a senior chief, and then I went to work for the Navy, and I was working uh, for uh, Fleet Forces Command. And uh, one of the guys in my office that I worked for was a beekeeper, and he kind of got me into it. And, and you know, it's a, it's this slow progression of pulling you in, and once you get there, you're done. So, um, so, so here George, I am. George you know, yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 17 years later here i am <laughs> wow. so but uh, that's how i, I managed to, to get into that so but i'm pretty active in the club anyway so we we have a good time it's a it's a, it definitely is a nice club to, to join and be be a part of well you i've know. got a beehive i just don't have any bees <laughs> uh, really? okay which i was gonna try to do it this year but i got behind and then yeah. by the time you know you want to Go early enough. So when so, so when should I get started on this beehive? I mean, I got I, it. I just got to set it up. So all you got to do is set it up and put bees in it. Send me an email, okay. and and I can I can hook you up with at least at least two or three different people locally that are going to have bees for sale. Okay. And uh, you know we and have should I have two? I think Chet told me I should have maybe two hives. Would you be... know that that's uh so so here's the thing when you're first starting out. It depends upon who's your 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 teacher, right? Okay. Who's your mentor? Um, when I'm mentoring people, when you're first starting out, you have one hive. Okay. Because it's so much easier just to kill one than to kill two. True. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not trying to kill either, but yeah, I get you. I get you. All right. All right. So I'm keeping it real. Think think of think of think of keeping bees like giving a goldfish to a six year old. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you know I, that I, I, gold... I'm picturing his Finding Nemo right now. You know, you, you know that that goldfish is going down the toilet sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying that. All right. The the chances of a new beekeeper going through I'm and an keeping expert. two colonies. Yeah. You know. So if you haven't done it before, <laughs> I got animals. Just I got... just just get one. Okay. I'll it's, get it's one. It's a steep road to climb. It's not a high hill, that, but that it's makes a steep one. Okay. Yeah, right? it makes sense. Now, on the other hand, there's the people that will say, nope, get two, 
because then you can compare one to the other. So great. Oh, I think while he said have, that I would probably kill one. So so that while you <laughs> while you have one that's kind of plodding along and the other is a train wreck, you haven't learned anything. Yeah. You know, and, but yeah. that's my opinion. But yeah. when I'm teaching people, I'm very hands-on. So when I see that your hive is doing something going sideways, I will kind of pull you back and we'll fix it, okay. right? And that way you learned, okay, this yeah. is what happened, this is how we fix it, and then you go along. The next year, your bees make it through winter. You're going to make another colony from that colony, and then you'll have two. So okay. Andy lets you stumble, but doesn't let you fall. Exactly. Okay, I like it. I like yeah. it. Exactly. So, and then <laughs> bats don't do nothing with bees, right? Or bats? bats do not hurt bees. Really? Okay. Nope. Bats okay, fly just... at night. Bees fly during the day. They probably never even mix up. So. Okay, I'm just making sure because yep. I got the bat colony thing, and I got the... You do. They have the bat colony. See, we need to talk. I got the... we're, we're looking at putting bats over at the brewery. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, yeah, I got little bat houses and I got yeah. little bat attractive stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. It's, cool. <laughs> from what I've told, it's hard to, it's, it takes time to get the bats to come. See, we already have bats. Oh, okay. They were, they were chilling. They, they, I wear them because, and bats are, they love the Hell mosquitoes. Yeah. So they're we get, there. We get bat, bats flying around the brewery all the time, but I want to have a I want to have like two or three colonies there. So, so we have space. We have open space. So this part of today's episode is brought to you by Fitbodies Unlimited app. Motivation hard to come by? Join our community at the Fitbodies Unlimited app, where you can start for as little as the price of a coffee. Follow the link in the description below to sign up. Fitbodies Unlimited. Get fit, stay fit. So now a little bit of history about the mead and like kind of its origins and kind of everything that, you know, what, what can you tell us about mead in that sense? So, so mead is one of the oldest um, beverages that, that we, we know of. Um, 10 to 20,000 years ago, they, they made mead back in, you know, in Africa. Uh, and so it's been around for a really long time. Um, obviously, the first uh, things with, with mead were just natural so it was you know honey and water and honey has yeast in it but you never know what you're going to get so tag uh and then that's you know it is what it is um now we have yeast strains so we know exactly what yeast we're getting and um so when we put a yeast in you know it, it's literally honey water and yeast and normally it's three to four pounds of honey per gallon of water Wow. And you go with it. And so you're going to take the, the honey and the water. You're going to put it in. You're going to heat it to over 165 degrees for at least 10 to 15 minutes. That kills all those natural yeast that's in the honey. Because <laughs> why would you put a good strain of yeast in there if you're not? Um, there are people that don't do that. They just add it and go. You know, they're just winging it. And then they'll drop their yeast in and May the, the best yeast strain hope, win. Hope for the best. <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, you take that that heated mixture and you cool it, get it down to about 80 degrees, pitch in your yeast, and, and you let it go. You know, and, and it, it can take a couple of weeks to a month wow. um, to ferment, and then you can go. And depending upon what you add to it, then it becomes a different type of, of mead, right? So... Um, there's, you know, Cicer is made with, with ciders. So you can take apple cider and, uh, make a Cicer. You can take a Malamel, which is a Melamel, which is a fruit based. So to make a cider, but you're going to add fruit to it. 
Um, you know, you can do all kinds of different things. Um, you know, the one I liked was the, the great mead is mead that's aged for a really long time. Uh, you don't get a lot of, you know, great meads around there, I yeah. think, because you just drink your mead. Um, so it never gets this thing. Uh, the other one that I liked, I looked up was sack. Sack mead is strong mead. And uh, that's usually where, where I'm tending to go. I, I, most meads are 10 to 12% alcohol by volume. I'm 14 to 16. I've never been able to get above 16. So I try. So with so, your grape mead, when you're talking about aging it, are you just, when you're aging it, is it similar to like any other process when you're aging? It's just like aging wine, yeah. You just so, shove it in a bottle, put it in a wine rack and- Just let it sit. Let, let it, it go. sit. Let wow. it go. Let it let it sit and it'll just age, just like wine will age. And So but, does it have a life expectancy? Not no? really. Um, you know, the longest I've seen um, mead age is about five years. And I got to tell you, it really came out nice. Wow. Um, most times you just don't have aged meads because you drink them. You know, I mean, <laughs> you got the patience to let them age. You know, I mean, well, exactly. It's like, well, I got this. You know, you, ooh, I like that. And you just next thing you know, yeah. you're, you're empty. You're gone. You know, you're not. You're making five gallons, or you know, in my case, I make two gallons at a time. So you don't get a lot out of it, but you know, you're trying to perfect your craft. Um, and you know, the difference is, is eight pounds of honey in two gallons versus 20 pounds of honey in five gallons. Gotcha. So plus a five gallon, well, for you guys, it's probably not that big of a deal, but picking up a five gallon glass carboy full of liquid, you know, you can't drop that thing. So, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a bad day. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Bad plus cleaning it up. You know? <laughs> so during the fermentation process, when you see you let it kind of, you know, let it sit for a couple of weeks, is that, are you keeping that at room temperature? Are you can yeah, refrigerate it's, it? Nope. It's room temperature. Okay. So your, your meads, most of your meads are going to ferment that at 70 to 80 degrees. So just keeping them in your house is perfectly fine. You know, put it in a, in a, in a closet. You don't want sun on it. Yep. Sun's bad. So you just put it in a dark closet and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times you'll see, you ever see the trays that they put uh, uh, water heaters in? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? yeah. So that when the water heater blows up, it doesn't go yeah, all yeah. over, right? Well, normally you'll have something like that. So you'll have your fermenter in that. So if it burbles over, you're not going to get that on your carpet or whatever, right? Okay. So that's it's just one of the things. But yeah, back in a closet, it's fine. What if I put it in an oak barrel? So <laughs> the big thing is, is oak barrels, oak is going to give you a different flavor. And actually for this one, and I still might put oak in that, right? And the one he's pointing to right now this, currently, this, this is, this is strawberry, rhubarb. strawberry rhubarb. So yeah, um, I'm thinking I'm going to do that and I'm going to age it on oak. Uh, so wow. white oak, white oak, if you're going to do use oak. Um, red oak and all those other ones will give you a weird tannin and it'll be a different taste and you might not like it. Hmm. Um, but the difference is, is, you know, I mean, even when you buy those small oak barrels, you're going to get, you know, leakage out of them. And so what I would say for people is get white oak, get white oak, cut it up, put it in your oven at 300 degrees for two hours. That'll roast it and then use that and just put it in a bottle. So you can take that white oak, put it in a quart jar, fill it up with bourbon, you know, put some Evan Williams on it or whatever you want. Good bourbon, but you know, because you, you're going to drink it, let it sit for two weeks. Now those sticks are bourbon encased. You put it in your mead, let it sit for a week and it'll, it'll 
be like interesting. Wow. Like barrel aging your your meat <laughs> with bourbon. With bourbon. Or plain, if you wow. like. I like bourbon. I'm a bourbon guy. Huh. Interesting. So, never heard of doing it that way. That's cool. So it's, I mean you kind of just you know, you mentioned different kinds of meads, and I know you recently you you all just had a mead competition con, this yep. yeah, this this past week. It, yeah, it was Tuesday. So um last year I had all this honey that came from two different removals. And so bees get in places where we don't want them to, and we take them out and we get their honey and we get their bee, we get the bees. Um, so I had this honey, so I came up with this idea that I was gonna take this honey and divide it up and give it to people and that I knew that made mead. And it was, you know, it's, it's Andy's mead challenge. Here's your honey, make mead, bring it back. Let's taste it and see what we get. So we did that last year. Um, the cherry mead that we have is, is the, the, the one that was the winner last year, came out real good. Um, then this year we decided, okay, we're going to take the people that were from last year and we added four more people and we gave them a new honey that we got. Here you go. Make, make more mead. So that way um, the base of it is pretty much same across the board. They get the same honey. Okay. Okay. They all get makes the sense. same honey, but so then makes they can it, makes do the whatever. Makes pretty much level for almost exactly. Everybody. So okay. we had two people made blackberry. This was the first year Ooh. that somebody made the same one. So we had two people make blackberry. Two people made um, uh, chocolate and uh, it was chocolate and, and uh, pepper. So okay. one used ghost peppers, the other used what? a habanero. Oh wow, uh, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> and then. Um, we had a pineapple Ooh. and uh, the root beer. Mine was strawberry and uh, rhubarb. So, so I mean, we, we, we everybody came out and then a blueberry and then a blueberry. That's pretty so, creative. <laughs> so people, yeah, people come out. The, the most creative one was the root beer, which won this year. Um, and, and it was good. If it would have been a little sweeter, man, that would have been spot on. <laughs> Holy buckets. <laughs> so the competition, I mean, it, ha it works based on, is it, who's the judging panel as far as like, well, you know, so what we do last year, we kind of just, it was the wild, wild west and it was just a, a people's choice. Um, and then this year we actually had four judges from, from, from cask, uh, come in and these are people who are certified to be judging uh, uh, small okay. craft and, and meads. And so they, we had four professional judges. Um, plus wow. we had the, the master mead maker from uh, Silverhand Meadery uh, was there. And so these five people did a professional judging on our meads. And then we also had the people's choice. So we had all of our, our membership uh, that wanted to come, they could come and taste the meads and then whichever one they liked, they voted for. Wow. Um, so, um, so did the people choose the same as the nope. judges? No. Okay. Nope. The, the judges <laughs> chose one of the, uh, chocolate, uh, and pepper meats okay. and it was a good meat. Um, but the, the root beer was, I, in my opinion, better, but okay. it's, wow. it's, uh, you know, they, they judge on a totally different tasting point and they're, I'll be the first to say that my taste buds are, are kind of my taste buds. <laughs> you <laughs> like what you like, right? Exactly. You like what you like. It is yeah, one of no, those I get things. It. So, but, uh, so that's that. So we'll do it again next year. And, you know, we, we're, it's a, it's a learning, a, a learning curve. So normally we get the meat, the honey to everybody in September. We're going to do honey in, in July this year so that everybody can start earlier and be able to get what they got to get. But, uh, 
So it'll be interesting. We'll do it again next year. I, I'm, I think we'll probably still do the uh, meet uh, uh, in January for our January meeting. Um, but uh, that's one of the things we'll be talking about in the next couple of months is do we want to do that? So, okay. Or do we want to have it on a separate day? So, And it's only uh, open for members. It's only open to members. Okay. But our membership is open to the public. And it's, right. and it's relatively inexpensive. And, and, and believe me, we have had people join our group just for the certain things that we do during the year. And it's like, we don't care. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've had people that say they joined our group because they wanted to be beekeepers. And then after a while, they just said, no, you know, I'm good. We just want to go to the events. Just, we just want to go to the events. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're good. So... What's what is mead like traditionally flavored with? Like, is it just traditionally just by so itself or by itself? It's okay. just honey water yeast, mm -hmm. and so it ends up kind of like a like a, a like a white wine, okay. right? And and then dry, semi sweet, sweet, mm -hmm. and so. But the type of honey that you're going to use is going to be your flavor, so. That's the way it is. Like I said, when I made the strawberry rhubarb, I kept a bottle. When I was racking over from primary to secondary, I actually bottled one bottle that has no flavor in it. So it's actually just that. I'm dying to open it. But at the same time, I really don't want to open it. because At the same I time, you're reaching out to make your own great meat. Exactly. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. It's, it's the only one I got. In hindsight, I should have done too so next time i'll do that now you said that the uh the mead for i mean the honey that you used for the mead competition was from a removal so that means so that was last year was a removal removal okay so then this year one of our members went to a um an estate sale hmm. and there was this huge box that had all these jars of mead in it yeah and so he said here take that so this stuff was old Oh, wow. And it was so a lot of it was solid, right? It all crystallized. Um, it, all kinds of different places, I mean, from everywhere. Huh. So I took all of that and I heated it up to make it liquid again. Um, and then poured it all together. And I added some more wildflower honey that I have and uh, mixed that in. So it was all a homogenous mix. And then put it wow. in jars and said, here you go. <laughs> And, uh, so how much meat do you give people? Four, four pounds? They get, they get eight pounds. Well, they get four pounds. This year it was four pounds. Okay. Um, we're going to do next year, they're going to get eight pounds of honey. Okay. So okay. They'll, get, they'll get eight pounds of honey. It'll be a little over eight pounds, almost nine pounds of honey. So kind of just, so, you know, thinking outside the box and just, reach, you know, ultimately you simply just don't want to use any honey that you buy off the store, right? Um. If you're just practicing mead making, yeah. you could go to Costco or something and buy a thing of honey, you know, a four-pound thing of honey, five-pound thing of honey, and make mead. You can do that. But what you're starting with is what's going to give it, you know. So if you're just kind of trying to practice, mm. I would probably go that way because you can get a smaller thing of honey. I mean, my honey's, you know, $8 a pound. That's what I sell my honey for. So, you know, it's 
$32 to make a gallon yeah, of meat. Minimum four pounds. Exactly. Kind of four right? pounds to one so gallon. you could go to Costco or Sam's Club and buy a thing of, of honey. Yeah. Use that to practice your craft. And then once you get good and you think, okay, I'm good. Now I can go out and, you know, and I'll be honest with you. The, the big thing is you got to know a beekeeper. You know, good I thing mean, we know you and Chet, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things is, you know, it's, you know, I, I have an unlimited supply for me to, that I can do. And wow. I know a lot of beekeepers that do that. They'll put back a certain amount of honey for themselves to make mead. And then they'll sell the rest. And because I mean, that's my business. I'm doing taxes right now. I'm, my business taxes are are getting done right now. So, yeah, I mean, I know what I what I produced, and I know what I held back, and I know how much I made, mm. and uh, that's what that's what pays the the bills. So, wow. And now you said you gave four pounds to each of the yep. um, competitors. Now, do they? I mean, you may not know this, but do they normally like break it into like small batches and try different flavors, or do they all? Well, that's one of the in. that's one of the things that we had this year and last year was yeah. I mean, they they added some and and you know did things. Um, next year, we're kind of tightening the rules up so that it's strictly you're going to get eight pounds of honey. You can make one batch. And only one batch. You can't divide it. You can't add to it. Oh, wow. It's going to be pretty set in stone so that we kind of even the playing field out. Mm -hmm. um, what it'll also be, and just like you guys always kind of seem pretty jovial with each other, we're the same way. And so, you know, when somebody brings in a, a mead that is pretty harsh, yeah, you can let them know. We let them know <laughs> what's going on with that, you know. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. So you get one thing of honey, you make one mead. And wow. you know what? If you end up with, with uh, you know, vinegar, well, you better be able to turn it into something, you know, vinaigrette or something. You know? I mean, yeah. salad dressing, you know, but uh, you're going to bring a bottle of that and, and people are going to go, whoa, that went sideways. So, mm. Mm. That's so, crazy. I mean, you seem well versed in the whole mead production and tasting and flavoring and so forth. What would you say, in your opinion, or I guess even not maybe not even your opinion, but what would be the most popular mead flavor or mead out there? You know, across the board. If you had to pick it's, one, it's it's kind of funny as far as meads out there across the board. Any type of of melomel, which is a, a fruit, people are gonna like. And name a fruit, they're gonna go with it. Um, Sicers, which are made with cider, so that's apples, um, are, are still the same. I got a bottle of Sicer in my wine refrigerator that is four years old. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was really good when it was new. I drank the last one two years ago, and it was awesome. And I'm just, I almost brought it today, and I thought, no, I can't. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't blame you for that. It, one. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's one of those things. So as far as and again, it's all in the in the beholder. So yeah. so you know, I I like you know I like the 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 different stuff that is using strawberries, that's using pears, hmm. stuff that we can get locally. You know, it's gonna really do well. Uh, we had a pear mead from last year that aged really well. That really hit the spot so i gotta talk to that guy and that beekeeper and say he's another one of my friends and say hey you got any of that parallel because that that turned out really well it aged well so and that's the whole thing is 
can you keep it around for a year? So, all right. wow. Exactly. I'm over here thinking I'm uh, like I like tropical fruits. I'm like you know like a guava, passion fruit, exactly. mango, all that. Like. Yep, exactly. You can put yes. all of that in there. And, um, Looks like I might be taking up meat baking. <laughs> you know, and, and that's kind of one of those things that, yeah, we might, uh, I think we might end up having a, a one of our presentations at a meeting might be another mead class just hmm. to, to, to show people what we do and how we do it. I, you know, and I, I'll tell you guys, the, the our meetings are open to the public. So you don't have to be a member to come to any of our meetings. Um, and, you know, you can come talk and see and okay. we have a a class it starts the last weekend in march which is our basic class again free to the public and what's just, that one over that's basic beekeeping basic beekeeping yep it's four weeks long four saturdays in a row but it's a free class it doesn't cost anything and where are the meetings at st george's everything happens at st george brewing company it's like the perfect right place. over here in hampton so. <laughs> okay yep, exactly well, cool. well i will say though if you ever have any meeting you need somebody to just test them out Call me. I'll be here. I'm always okay. at your disposal. All right. <laughs> Great. Till next time. Till next time. Till next time. Well, folks, that's all for now. Keep your eyes open for our next episode coming soon. Or make it easier on yourself and click that subscribe button right down there. Or there to the side. Or, or there. Or uh, wherever it's put, click it and you'll be notified the instant a new episode becomes available. Please let us know what you think of our show and what you'd like to hear on here in the future. Post them on the Fit Life Show Facebook page. Till next time, this is the Fit Life Show, brought to you by Fit Bodies Unlimited. Get fit, stay fit.